Do you think about food 24-7? Are you someone who eats a meal and is already thinking about their next one? Or maybe you even plan out all of your meals and just never feel satisfied. If you answered yes to any of those questions, you're going to want to listen into this episode as we really dive into why this is happening and what you can do to stop it. And if you do find any of these episodes helpful for you, if you do have a second to please leave a rating and review for me, that would truly make my day and help more people find this so that they can get these tips as well. Without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back, guys, and thanks for tuning in today as we're going to touch on a highly requested topic, and that's feeling like you have a food obsession or addiction and why food might be on your mind all day. Now, as a dietitian who has had the pleasure to work with so many women over this issue for the past two years, there have been many overlaps to this, and I'm going to be talking about the biggest three culprits that I find within my clients. The first and most important one is mental restriction. Mental restriction is one of the biggest reasons for what feels like a food obsession and is what I see many dieters and people who have gone through a history with an eating disorder go through when they put their bodies in a caloric deficit. While many people think that mental restriction is just not eating, mental restriction is a lot more of like having these food rules and mental restrictions that you place around food. When you tell yourself that you cannot or that you shouldn't have something because it's quote unquote bad, this can increase that desire to eat that food. Because people want things that they're told not to do or have. For some, this can feel like a sense of rebellion of, oh, I'm being bad now so I have to be good later or I'm eating good right now so I can allow myself to be bad later. And because of this mental restriction and desire to eat those foods because it's been put off limits, this also comes with a sense of reward and an increased dopamine response once you eat that food. So if you're not familiar, dopamine is that reward hormone that we get in our bodies. And for many people, food can be that release of dopamine. I've had a lot of women tell me that they feel like if they diet and cut out certain foods, that they feel like they finally deserve to eat certain foods because they put in so much hard work. However, the problem, as you can see, is that this cycle can create issues with your relationship with food and lead to things like binge eating, restricting and binging, binging and then punishing yourself with exercise, feeling like food is controlling your life since it's become your main focus. This can even contribute to body dysmorphia and weight cycling. So if you're somebody who feels like their weight's always shooting up and going down and going up and going down... It could be that you just have so much mental restriction that's leading you to these behaviors with food. So even though you may feel like you're eating enough food physically, just having those rules around food and restrictions and even just those negative beliefs that you're placing on certain foods puts certain foods on a higher pedestal that make you feel more food focused. So I'm going to list a couple examples of restriction that are not just not eating food. So this can look like waiting until an acceptable time to eat, only eating certain foods that feel safe, not keeping certain foods in the house because you're afraid to eat them or that you're going to binge on them, compensating for what you eat, only eating certain foods or amounts for your snacks versus your meals, cutting out certain macronutrients like fats or carbs or even lowering your protein intake, not eating certain foods because you've already eaten it earlier on in the day or the day before. Restricting portion sizes, only eating certain foods because you feel like you've earned it. That saving up calories mindset. So I've had a lot of women who save their calories for like certain parts of the day or the end of the day because they feel like they deserved it after restricting all day or eating good. 
Because remember, you can be eating all the foods, like you can be eating enough food, but if you're not satisfying your cravings ever and only leaving them for certain days of the week or certain times of the day, you're likely going to not feel satisfied at your meals and think about that one food and that one time of day that you're actually going to get that dopamine release and that satisfaction that you're actually giving into. The second reason you may be thinking about food all day, which is just as important, is physical restriction. Similar to mental restriction, if you are simply just not eating enough calories for your body, your body is going to tell you this and send you the signal that, hey, we need more food. Just like if you weren't drinking enough water and then you felt thirsty, or let's say you don't get enough sleep during the night and you want to take a nap all day, not eating enough food will alert your brain to seek out the energy it needs for its own survival. Many people attribute this as a lack of willpower or that they just cannot be controlled, especially if they're trying to stick to a diet where it's just like protein and veggies and limiting carbs or fats. You know, it's not a lack of willpower. It's a lack of calories and energy that your body is not getting. And when it's not getting this energy, you're going to crave the very things that are higher in calories, carbs, and fats to replenish this need. I know there's probably going to be people thinking, but we don't need donuts and cookies and pizza. So why is that all that I'm craving? And while I get this, we have to understand that, no, we don't need those specific foods in particular, even though I think that, you know, they're delicious and I would love to have those in my diet. But from a biological standpoint and in combination with the mental restriction, your body wants to find the easiest and most convenient way to get in those calories It may also be that the foods that you're eating is not satisfying your mental cravings or even your flavor preferences. And so you're going to seek out more of those hyper palatable foods to knock out both the physical and the mental satisfaction. This may also be why once you satisfy those cravings, you may get a sense of calmness or relief. This may also be like why once you satisfy those cravings, you may get this sense of calmness or relief on a physical level. The mental is another issue that we're going to talk about soon because you may feel actually guilty or shameful after if your relationship with food is not in a good place to start with. And this can start that cycle of restricting and binging after. And the third reason you may be thinking about food is control. If you feel like food and exercise and your body are the only things in your life that you have control over, you're likely going to be using food and thinking about food more to fill any kind of emotional void that you have. I see this a lot with clients who are perfectionists and have type A personalities. They try to think of the perfect day of eating and they obsess about food in a way that makes them feel the most safe because if food has become your primary outlet for emotional regulation, you're likely going to preoccupy your time into doing it more and more. Many people, when they think about emotional eating and what that is, they often think that it just means that you're eating every time they feel sad or depressed, but emotional eating goes further than that because restrictive eating and even this preoccupation with food can be a type of emotional eating. You may feel lonely, so you turn to food. You may feel stressed or worried, so you turn to food. You may feel overwhelmed and need a distraction from your life, so you turn to food. Because the emotional and mental component of eating is such a driving force, this is a major focus in my group coaching because without this awareness of why you're doing the things that you're doing, it's going to be hard to fully improve your relationship with food if we don't address those underlying motives and emotions. Now, the thing is, you may know exactly why you have the relationship with food that you do, and that's great. That's the first step. 
But being able to take action so you aren't feeling like your life revolves around food is the part where people often get stuck. It's not like you can just wake up one day and decide not to think the thoughts that you do or not feeling like you're on autopilot with the food choices that you make. You may have gotten so comfortable doing the things that you do and anything outside of that can feel uncomfortable and so far out of reach. Because this is also not just a food problem and if you just focus on the food or trying to get yourself to eat all the right things, you aren't hitting on the areas that need more of your attention. So I have my clients every single week journal and I give them worksheets to help them around mealtimes and outside of mealtimes so that they become more in tune with their bodies and discover their underlying triggers, which in turn helps them overcome their disordered behaviors and thoughts around food. If you resonate with any of these things, I want you to know that food itself is not the issue. It's likely the influence that diet culture has had in shaping your beliefs around food and your body that contribute to your relationship with food. You don't need another diet, and it's not that you have a lack of willpower. We literally need food to survive, and it's a great source of pleasure. What you really need is to be able to separate yourself from that diet mentality and return to a deeper understanding of your body's cues so that you can start to feel that you're in control and that food does not control you. So just to recap on what we talked about today, the main driving reasons you may be thinking about food all day is mental restriction and the many forms of that physical restriction, and the control and emotional regulation. And if you are struggling with this and want to learn how to stop obsessing about what and how much you eat every day and just want to learn how to eat more intuitively without food controlling your life, I'm linking my resources down below in the show notes. So please feel free to reach out to me for help with this and I would love to help you so you can have that freedom with food again and live a life where food isn't the main focus. I appreciate you all listening in today and stay tuned for more episodes soon because I have many great episodes planned for y'all. And with that, I'll catch you guys in the next episode.